Welcome, fam. What's going on? Kyle Henderson, BamiInsider.com. Thank you very much for joining me tonight. Hope you guys are doing well. Coming to you from beautiful Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Um, I already got a super chat. We appreciate it. What's up, John? Appreciate it, man. What are we hearing about Brian Branch? Well, you know, right now, uh, you know, Malachi Moore is the freshman that's standing out. So we'll talk more about the team, but I appreciate the super chats. We'll catch up uh, more super chat wise back on BamiInsider.com. Um, so Lots to talk about, and I think everybody wants to talk about the weather, right? Uh, post where you guys are coming in from um, in the in the comment box, and then of course you know call in 205-850-0883 is the call in line number. Appreciate it. We got Tyler Waldrop back in uh, production. He's going to be taking your calls, and um, I'll be catching up with you guys tonight. I wanted to uh, put up this kind of graphic right here. You know, talk about this weather. 205-850-0883 is the call online number. And what do you guys think is going to happen for this week? The game looks like it's going to go down. I mean, from what I gather, um, this game is going to take place. So it looks, here's the weather model right here. And it looks like this weather um, is going to come, obviously, into Mississippi. But I think it's just going to be wet. So um, don't think it's going to happen Friday, obviously. And I don't think it's going to happen Sunday. Uh, call in 205-850-0883 is the call online number. Here are my big three questions kind of going into this week. Um, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Kyle Henderson at BamaInsider.com. We'll play better in the slot, Ole Miss or Alabama. I think kind of as Landon Dickerson alluded to, you know, the run game hasn't been where it needed to be. So I think um, the quick answer to that is I think Alabama, you know, kind of a team that um, if they need to, you know, they can be really effective, I think, on the ground, most importantly. Um, they really haven't had to be effective on the ground, uh, in my opinion, just yet. But I think, obviously, with Najee Harris and Brian Robinson, um, they can they can go ground heavy if they need to. Of course, Mac Jones has been balling out. We'll talk about him more on the show tonight. Um, but I think, you know, who could who could fare well, who could who could do better tonight in or who can do better in the game if it's if it's raining all night? I think the simple answer is Alabama. Um, Najee Harris, I like to see him get a ton of carries. Uh, call in line is 205-850-0883 is the call in line number. A um, ton of stuff coming your way on BamaInsider.com. Of course, you got the Nick Saban press conference. What do you think of um, Kiffin, you know, calling Saban elderly? We have uh, we have that soundbite. Um, well, not from uh, Kiffin, but here was uh, Nick Saban's response to being called elderly by Lane Kiffin. At you a few times today he was asked about the Saban versus Kiffin matchup he said we're not playing but if we did he couldn't cover me I'm worried about him because he's elderly would you like to respond to that no I think he's probably right I wouldn't disagree with him um you know I, I guess what I would ask is when he's my age what's he going to be like man I, I don't know I mean it's a little bit of a um you know disadvantage to be you know my age and I've had a hip replacement, but you know, I still pride myself in my ability to cover. I just don't think I could cover him. All right. So, uh, of course, I, I think a lot of, you know, Kevin's game is he's always been, you know, trolling. And I think every time, you know, he gets into the headlines, it's because of the simple troll factor that he has. Um, that's just part of his game. And I'm really interested. I think right there poking the goat. I don't think that's a good idea. I think Nick Saban obviously taking the high road. But I think what's going to happen is Nick Saban's going to put it on Ole Miss. Um, you look at the last couple of times these two teams played. Um, it hasn't really been close. And in fact, Alabama has been scoring a ton of points. I mean, uh, you look at 2019 through 2017, um, even in that 2016 matchup when, you know, it was it was a shootout. I mean, you look at 59 to 31. That was last season. Um, last time they were in Oxford, it was 62 to 7. Um, 2017, it was 66 to 3. Uh, in 2016, it was 48 to 
43. And then Ole Miss taking two from Alabama in 2015 and 2014, uh, 43 to 37, and then 23 to 17. Kyle Henderson of BamaInsider.com. Call in line is at the bottom of the screen, 205-850-0883. Taking your calls tonight as we gear up for Alabama and Ole Miss. Um, I, I said earlier, you know, where everyone wants to know about the weather. Everybody wants to talk about Lane Kiffin and Nick Saban. Well, here's what the weather is looking like. Um, this was just pulled just recently and um, looks like Obviously, it's going to be raining on Saturday, but I don't think it's really going to affect the game that much other than it's going to be a rainy game. Nick Saban said that they practice with the wet ball all practice, and I think if they have to go ground heavy, they simply will. I um, want to say thank you very much to our 38,000 subscribers now on our YouTube channel. Um, really unbelievable that you guys, you know, 38,000 strong right here on BamInsider.com as we march towards 50,000 on Bam Insider. I um, want to give a quick shout out to our Super Chat Hall of Honor. Um, you know, we had some good support last night for Andrew Bone and Mick Gillespie um, did a great job on the recruiting show. And then, of course, on Wednesday night, we talked team um, getting back to those three questions. Uh, the second question, can Ole Miss really hang? Um, something that we're about to find out shortly. I was looking at the stats and um, kind of the side by side comparison of the two teams. I mean, you have uh, Matt Corral. Doing fantastic. There, there is uh, numbers are right in passing 46 of 60, 715 yards, seven touchdowns, and one interception. We've been talking about Mac Jones, and you can see his numbers on, on the right, you know, for comparison's sake. You could say Matt Corral's numbers are better, right? Um, Mac Jones, 38 of 51, 684 yards with six touchdowns and one interception. So, I mean, Matt Corral's been doing a great job. And um, as you saw, they pulled out the overtime victory. Call in line at the bottom of the screen. 205-850-0883 is the call line number. Um, a lot of people want to talk about Elijah Moore. 20 receptions, 318, 319 yards with one touchdown. Of course, for Alabama, you have Jalen Waddle. 13 receptions, 276 yards with three touchdowns. Just a man on fire, really. And then welcome to the show, John Mechie. Seven receptions, 223 yards with two touchdowns. Devontae Smith, 14 receptions, 152 yards with one touchdown. Remember that game that... Uh, Devontae Smith had against Ole Miss last year. What was that? Five touchdowns? I think it was five touchdowns. Really unbelievable. Um, just an incredible performance. Um, so we'll see what happens. But I love the side-by-side -side comparison. But I think, you know, if Alabama really has to go ground heavy, they absolutely will. As we kind of look at the game details, game is scheduled for uh, Saturday at 5 p.m. on ESPN. We'll obviously notify you if there is a time change. First two games for Alabama, they beat up on Missouri uh, in that opener, 38-19 to on the road. And then um, opened up a, with a home victory against Texas A&M, 52-24. I thought they did a good job. Obviously improving. The passing game looked legit. It was a beautiful day at Bryant-Denny Stadium. Mac Jones continues to have a stellar season. Ole Miss on the other side. Lost to Florida. Who looks like you know one of the best teams, either them or Georgia, in the East, right? Kyle Trask doing a fantastic job. Uh, that score was 51-35. to And then um, they beat Kentucky in overtime, 42-41. to Call in line at the bottom of the screen, 205-850-0883. Uh, appreciate you guys watching. My name is Kyle Henderson of BamaInsider.com. But I think the story obviously, you know, focuses on, on Kiffin. And if he can be that first coach, assistant coach, that coach under Nick Saban to beat uh, Nick Saban head-to-head, -head, right? I mean, I, I, th this is a guy who, you know, has done a good job everywhere he's went, um, especially lately, right? I mean, otherwise he wouldn't have landed that job at Ole Miss. This is the most remarkable stat is just the fact that Saban is 20, 20 and 0 against former assistants, right? I mean, it's that's a mind-boggling stat. And you look at the coaches that Nick Saban will face 
um, in the next couple of weeks, they're all former assistants. Got Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss. Um, then you got Kirby Smart. We've talked about Kirby Smart. He's had Nick Saban on the ropes a couple of times. Then you got Jeremy Pruitt. All those guys, former coaches, former assistants here at Alabama. And, of course, you had Jimbo Fisher. Um, you know, and it's it's really quite remarkable that, you know, Saban is undefeated. Those guys know Saban, but Saban also knows those guys. Talk about Mac Jones. Call line is open. The bottom of the screen. 205-850-0883 is the call line number. I mean, uh, hey, thank you, Bombs. Appreciate it. Bombs always dropping bombs. Yeah, glad I'm back. Last night, um, went and checked out uh, my son's uh, game. They played uh, Brookwood. You're familiar with kind of the Tuscaloosa area. Brookwood, I, I think it's out by Vance, Alabama, kind of by the Mercedes-Benz uh, factory. So I went out there, and uh, it was Brookwood uh, by by a few points. It was a great game. Uh, but thank you very much, Bombs. We appreciate it. The numbers by Mac Jones are unbelievable, right? What's up, Colin? See you. Uh, 38 of 51, 684 yards, six touchdowns, one interception, passer rating at 222.1. He's, I mean, what he's done is just phenomenal. And I know there was sort of a camp out there that didn't feel he could get the job done. And he still has to prove that he can get the job done in crunch time. And he's going to have, of course, another opportunity on Saturday. And of course, the big one will be against Georgia, Georgia's defense. Can Mac Jones beat a Georgia team that looks fantastic, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Can't wait till that game. But of course we got to get through this game against Ole Miss. And um, I think Alabama was favored by what, like 23 points or something like that. Call in line at the bottom of the screen, 205-850-0883. Now's the time to call in, um, take your calls. And we can talk about this game, the particulars about Alabama Ole Miss. I mean, to put, to be straightforward, in my opinion, I think that Alabama is going to be able to, really control this game against Ole Miss. I think, you know, Lane Kiffin, yeah, it's a great headline. It's something to talk about. But plain and simple, I think, you know, the, the fact that Alabama's ground game hasn't been where it's needed to be, I think it's kind of almost foreshadowing what Lane and Dickerson said. He said that they're not happy with the production of the running game. And I just think that Alabama really hasn't had to go ground heavy just because the offense has been so productive throwing the football. And if they need to, all they have to do is give the football to Najee Harris. I mean, Najee Harris has been doing a fantastic job uh, when he gets the football. I, I thought Brian Robinson played exceptional last week. He actually led the team rushing. I have the, the stats somewhere on here. Um, Najee Harris, 29 attempts, 141 yards. Actually has four receptions for 34 yards. He, he catches the football so well out of the backfield. Uh, we've talked about that before. Brian Robinson uh, with 14 carries, 78 yards. And uh, Trey Sanders with 11 carries for 15 yards on the season. I want to see more from Trey Sanders before I make like a final assessment, right? I know everybody's so fixated about, you know, the nine carries for one yard against Missouri, but let's see a larger sample size before we really like write him off. I think he's going to do just fine when he gets opportunities. Part of that, I think, was the offensive line. Part of that was him. More, more, more of a sample size. As uh kind of look at the defensive stats, Christian Harris, 14 tackles, solo tackles, 16 total tackles, leads the team. He's playing phenomenal, Christian Harris. He's only a sophomore. Jordan Battle, only a sophomore. When you look at this sophomore group, I mean, it's pretty special, right? All these guys that are second-year players getting playing time, uh, really, really impressive. Christian Harris, I know, and I, I keep saying this, 
every time you know you you get worried that Dylan Moses is going to leave, uh, you got Christian Harris that's going to be <laughs> right there and has that same IQ. Very hard hitting player. Um, I've been calling. You know, people have been referring to, uh, or it was Sarkeesian, I think, who dubbed it. Um, Anderson's the Terminator. Well, I'm calling. You know, Christian Harris the missile. Didn't they call Ruben Foster that? Call online is open. 205-850-0883 is the call online number. Uh, happy to take your calls. Coming to you from beautiful Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And, um, you know, I, I think everybody's kind of, you know, thinking about what's going to happen this week, and rightfully so. But um, it, it appears that we will be, uh, you know, maybe not in the best shape weather-wise, but the game is going to take place. Because um, there was some talk that it could be happening on Friday and then on Sunday, but I think it's just going to be in a slap. So I think they'll be fine. But welcome to the show, John Mechie. I mean, we talked about him, um, you know, many times after the game. I mean, uh, came into this game, sophomore, and people were asking, who's going to be Alabama's third receiver? Well, that was obviously John Mechie. Five receptions, 181 yards, two touchdowns, right? His average was 36.2. <laughs> Uh, really, really amazing what he did um, against Texas A&M. I mean, Alabama, um, I mean, clearly can uh, do what they want and score at will. I mean, you know, you know what was crazy is the fact that Alabama scored, what was it, 52 points in just 22 minutes. And people want to talk about, you know, it's all the defense. The, the defense sucks. The defense isn't, um, you know, up to par. They want to see a different defensive coordinator. Look. I mean, the offense is only out there 22 minutes. So, I mean, that, that means the defense is going to be on the field. And, and let's face it, it's a different game. I mean, th this isn't the old school where Alabama is going to control the time of possession and, you know, keep the defense or, or the opposing offense off the field. You're going to see a lot of offense. And, um, you know, you, you got to just uh, – you got to get used to that. So, um, I don't know. I think it's too early to start calling for Pete Golding. I mean, let's let's kind of wait till we get to the you know middle of the season to make assessments on all these guys. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. What's your take on Alabama's defense? Maybe you can call in and talk about it with me. 205-850-0883 is the call line number. Um, definitely check out uh, our recruiting show, which we had with Andrew Bone. That was on uh, last night. Him and Mick did a great job. You got Jaquincy McKinstry, Kool-Aid. He is um, about to... Make his announcement on October 25th. What do you think? Alabama? Think you'll roll tide? What do you think Alabama is going to get Terry Arnold out of Tallahassee? Terry Arnold, fantastic player. I mean, both those guys. I think either way that, you know, what, what, what other, whatever player decides to come to Alabama, I think it's going to be, um, you know, a great addition. Appreciate all the, all the comments uh, in the comment box. And um, David, what's up, man? I see you. Um, you know, we got prayers for you guys, you know, with uh, Hurricane. Headed that way. So, um, you know, we'll uh, keep you in our prayers and hopefully you guys will be all right. Um, you know, these uh, these hurricanes, man, it's just, you know, this 2020 has been such a wild year. Hey, Jonathan, I see you. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, um, I'm, I am I never stepped away. You know, I, I just want to make sure that, you know, we got Mick on board. So he does a fantastic job for us. Um, but I'm always here, man. I'm always working, making sure that, you know, we're providing, uh, you know, the, the best Content for you guys right here on BamInsider.com. I'd appreciate it if you guys give a like and subscribe to our channel so you never miss, um, you know, news when we drop it right here on BamInsider.com. Curious to get your take about, uh, you know, this weekend's game. Call online is open, 205-850-0883. Uh, 
Um, we need to use Trey Sanders more. What's up, Mark? Thank you very much for the super chat. I appreciate it. Um, super chat's basically like tips. People are always like, what are super chats? They're basically like tips. You can hit the uh, dollar sign in the comment box. Appreciate it. Or you could just hit the thumbs up. Either way. I mean, obviously, we're all, uh, you know, blessed to be here and to be together. So, you know, it's, you know, while, while the tips are great, uh, thumbs up are also, you know, fantastic. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. Um, let's see. So thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. What's up, Donald? Roll Tide. Roll Tide to you, buddy. Hope you have a good night. Um, Kiffin loves the pass. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I mean, when you look at this game, I mean, just like Saban said, you know, they practice with the wet ball. I don't think, and I'm I'm curious to see the, kind of the game plan. In my opinion, I think it's quite simple. You know, feed Najee Harris, feed Brian Robinson, um, take away that time of possession, because I think I do think that Ole Miss has an offense that is capable to put up points. I think, you know, just this is the world we live in, right? Um, I had the side-by-side uh, stats on screen. Look at the production from Matt Corral, right? 46 of 60, 715 yards, seven touchdowns, one interception. It's done fantastic. And uh, we got our first caller on the line. Thurman from Alabama wants to uh, talk about the defense. Thurman, what's up, man? Yes, how you doing? Thank you for joining me. How you doing? It. Yeah, what's up, buddy? Yeah, I I heard you talk about her a minute ago that, you know, somebody they was talking, you know, like the defense ain't really doing their job or doing what they're supposed to do. If You know, if you had any opinions about it, I think they're doing pretty good considering they ain't had but a few games under their belt. Got a lot of young guys. But uh, with Mosley and everybody in there, I believe they're starting to get primed up. And by the Auburn game, I guarantee you there won't be no doubt in their defense or offense by then. Yeah, well, thank you very much for the call. I appreciate it. Um, I'm kind of with the camp with you. You know, I, when I look at the defense, um, and, and I'll say this a bunch of times, I mean, look at the time of possession. I mean, you leave an opposing offense yeah. out there for 37 minutes. What do you think they're going to do? They're going to score points, right? Mm -hmm. So, and, and I get it. It's not yeah. Alabama's fault. I mean, what are you going to tell Jalen Waddle or John Metchie to run out of bounds so you can control time of possession? I mean, these guys <laughs> are just that electric. So it's kind of like, you know, uh, you know, double-edged sword. Um and um, I, I don't know, you know, people want to, you know, are so accustomed to seeing Alabama's defense not not allowing a yeah. lot of points. But this is a different age. Right. And Alabama is now going to score 50, 60 points. Is that good? Yeah, it's good. I mean, they're still effective, but people are always going to point the finger at the defense. Right. And, it, and like I said, it's going to pick up. I mean, it's just a couple games in and you give them the time to, to, to get primed up. And I, I, I'm telling you. By Auburn game, there won't be no doubt in the defense or the offense. It, it'll be undeniable. And we will. If, I don't know how they're going to work the championship, but we will receive that trophy again this year. Yeah, I think when you kind of look at the college football <clears throat> landscape, um, I mean, the big ones are out there. It's going to be the same same teams, right? You got Clemson. You got Georgia. Um, what do you think about kind of who do you think the, the best team in the East is? I mean, I know I know it's early, but um, do you think it's Florida? Do you think it's Georgia? What's kind of your early assessment? Well, Florida, I mean, F Florida got the they, Florida's they run a wild. Georgia just now starting to get up there, but I don't think I don't think they can. It's going to be a tight between them. I mean, but I, I would be I'd be kind of a little scared of Tennessee, too. But, <laughs> you know, because Tennessee, they starting yeah. to uh, wise up a little bit. We'll find out soon, but uh, but all in all, between them two, I would say probably Florida would edge Georgia out. You know, really for the east, for the east. Yeah, I, I think it'd I think be probably up. Alabama and Florida for the uh, SEC. 
Yeah, I think you bring up a great point. I mean, don't don't sleep on Tennessee. I mean, I, I watched them against Missouri, and I thought their defense was improved. I thought they ran the football effectively. So there there it is on the screen right now. You got Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, all those teams right now um, undefeated in in the SEC East. I think Florida. I mean, they they're mm-hmm. dangerous because of that uh, that tight. Have you seen their tight end Kyle Pitts? I think he has six touchdowns, something like that. Pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah, I know. And but but it's all of, the thing is, Clemson ain't what Clemson used to be. <laughs> Clemson ain't what Clemson. I believe Clemson gonna get beat before the year's over with by one of their conference games by probably North Carolina. Uh, but uh, but yeah, but for the for, for all in all, I don't know how they're gonna work the championship. I really don't. Uh, but uh, if it come down to two teams, Alabama getting that trophy. So they're going for number eighteen. So you know. You know what? It, last year, when I when I look at that game between um, North Carolina and uh, Clemson. North Carolina. And that was why, ridiculous. Why did it, they that that two point conversion that they did at the end of the game when they like did an option? Ridiculous. It was the stupidest play I saw. And but Max done a great job at, at North Carolina. I mean, he certainly resurrected yeah. the program. Yeah. They could certainly beat the team, be the team to beat Clemson. Um, I just think that you yeah. know, the ACC is still you know under Clemson's control. Um, but you know we'll mm-hmm. see. But I think overall, I think talent wise, Alabama has a talent, and just like you're saying in the opening, I think oh, yeah. the defense will get there. It's just going to take a little bit of time. Anything else while we got you on the show, buddy? Oh yeah, that's that's it. Just uh, say roll tide, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna take the championship. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate it. Please call again next time. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. That was uh, Thurman from Alabama. Hey, Great A, thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Um, I'm trying to set up, uh, actually, um, you know, some of my shows to be uh, for um, a couple nonprofits that I that I want to help out. You know, I've been tremendously blessed in my life, and um, I was checking out a couple, whether that was like uh, I looked into something kind of in the similar lines of Wounded Warrior. Um, there's uh, Special Spectators. I don't know if you guys know what that is. Call nine at the bottom of the screen. Um, special spectators is pretty cool. They, for, for these kids who are, you know, going through, you know, have terminal illness, they, they bring them to the football game. I got a chance to meet uh, these guys last year. Um, they bring them to Brian Denny and they give them like a whole game experience. And then they take them to Michigan or they take them to uh, Gainesville, Florida. And um, I was thinking, you know, some of those shows could be for some of these kids. So stay tuned for that because I, I think, you know, it's all uh, great, you know, for, for the super chats for us, but I think, you know, kind of paint it forward is uh, what it's all about as well. So kind of stay tuned on that because I'm all about, uh, you know, making sure everybody's taken care of for sure. Call in line is open. 205-850-0883 is the call in line number. Um, you know, when, when we kind of look at uh, the SEC overall, I think I have some stats that I'm about to pull up uh, in a second. We look at the quarterback stats. Um, you got the kid from Mississippi State. I mean, look, look at those uh, those numbers, right? He's He's got, um, what is it? Uh Almost a thousand, almost a thousand yards. But he's got six touchdowns, and then he has five interceptions. He's been sacked six times. Then you have uh, Matt Corral from uh, Ole Miss, who Alabama will take on uh, this weekend. Seven hundred and fifteen yards. He's got uh, seven passing touchdowns, as we talked about, and one interception. Then you have Kyle Trask. So as Nick Saban said, I think he said this Monday. I mean, there's a lot of very good quarterbacks in the league. Uh, Kyle Trask has uh, ten passing touchdowns and one interception. All these guys have to a fantastic start. And as I just said, Kyle Pitts for Florida, I think he has six six touchdowns or something like that. And then you got Mac Jones, um, actually fourth right there uh, with 684 yards, six passing touchdowns. 
So we look at uh, the running back stats right here in the SEC. Call line is open, by the way. Numbers at the bottom of the screen, 205-850-0883. Um, Update um, your phone book, if you will. I know we had a, a different number. Um, where are all the Alabama players at, right? I mean, maybe maybe they'll emerge going into week four. But as you can see, it's uh, Tennessee, Kentucky, Georgia, all the teams, you know, that run the ball a little bit more than Alabama. And then you see Najee Harris there, there at the bottom with uh, 141 yards. But he, what does he have, like five touchdowns, I think? Every time he's in the red zone, he's scoring a touchdown. Um, Receiving-wise, uh, we got Elijah Moore up at the top. Alabama will take on him. And Saban talked about Moore and just the effectiveness that Moore has. He's a um, not the biggest wide receiver. He's no DK Metcalf, right? But he's still very productive. 20 receptions, uh, 319 yards. I was watching some highlights of him today. He returns kicks, punts, very dangerous. Then you got Jalen Waddle, 13 receptions. Uh, look at that average, 21.23, 87 his longest. Um, Mississippi State. And then, oh, Kyle Pitts right there. He has 12 receptions uh, for 227 yards. And like I said, six touchdowns. And then you got Mechie. Wow. Uh, seven receptions for 223 yards. So um, Alabama um, certainly can put uh, the points on the board and have been doing a good job with that. Uh, call online is uh, open. 205-850-0883 is a call online number. And um, I'll take your calls right here at BamaInsider.com. We got great stuff uh, on BamaInsider.com coming your way. We got the tailgate show, which is Friday, uh, trying to get that kicked off. So uh, you'll see it pop up in your YouTube notifications, or you can go to BamaInsider.com. Mick Gillespie has been doing a great job. Uh, we got uh, 321 now posted uh, by Tony Sukalis, and that's three questions, uh, two things we've learned. Uh, one prediction and that's kind of going into the week so you got all sorts of content at bam insider and then of course you got the recruiting stuff from andrew bone of BamaInsider.com. he does a uh, does such a great job job for us uh, right here on BamaInsider.com. he's actually uh, in the virgin islands right so the book uh selling business must be going well <laughs> but uh you know we like to give him vacation during actual football time because you have uh, 21 commitments you know pretty much locked up so you know you know how much he grinded during the summertime um, so he'll, he'll be back and hopefully he'll be refreshed for the final push of, uh, you know, the recruiting season, as you know, uh, signing day pushed up to uh, December 20th or whatever it is. Kyle Henderson coming to you from beautiful Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Please hit the thumbs up button. Um, I know that, uh, you know, it's easy to do. Just hit the thumbs up button. If you like the content that you're seeing right here on our channel, we got, uh, now 38,000 subscribers, which I'm really grateful for. You guys have done a great job, you know, showing us support and um, we put a lot into this. So, so thank you very much for, uh, you know, being with us and, and supporting us from the ground up. Uh, we got um, another caller here co coming in pretty soon and uh, we'll take that, but kind of getting to our uh, week three questions, kind of what's at stake. And um, that was kind of my last question. What's at stake in this game? I mean, Alabama's certainly got to stay on top, right? And, and I think what's at stake for Ole Miss, it's always going to be bigger for Ole Miss just because Alabama's, you know, th that's a target. Everybody wants to be Alabama. Everybody wants to, you know, dethrone, um, you know, the GOAT. And, and I think that Alabama, all they got to do is go over there, take care of business. They can't look towards next week, which will be that Georgia game. We'll talk about that game as, you know, as when it comes, you know, we'll start talking about it Sunday. But I think that if Alabama just goes to Ole Miss, takes care of business, I think if they play ground-heavy football, uh, limit turnovers, I think Alabama wins by what, – what was the line, like 23 points? You take that? I probably would. 
Um, I mean, Alabama doing such an effective job uh, putting up points. So I guess we'll see. Jonathan has it, what, 38 to 10, low scoring. Isn't that funny? Low scoring, 38 to 10, right? Still almost 50 points. <laughs> um, so uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Call line is open. 205-850-0883 is the call line number. Um, got the tailgate show coming up. And, of course, this weekend, you got Alabama and Ole Miss. Uh, kind of look at Alabama's schedule the rest of the way. I mean, there's no breaks. I don't think people aren't used to this. I think Alabama fans are a little bit uh, – get sleepy, right, because <laughs> you're so used to the Colorado States, the New Mexico States, my alma mater. And there's no breaks this year, fam. You got uh, Ole Miss, Alabama, clearly the favorite. Then you got Georgia, an improved Tennessee. I don't know what to think for, for Mississippi State. Then you got LSU. You know you got to get get them on the rebound. Kentucky, I mean, their defense is pretty good. Put up a lot of points against Ole Miss. Then you got Auburn. And uh, then you got Arkansas, who just beat Mississippi State. So I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, it's going to be an exciting season as we continue to push forward. And um, we will now uh, take our next caller. <laughs> DeMarco, what's good, man? What's going on, fam? How you doing? Good, man. DeMarco from the ATL. Thank you very much for calling in. We appreciate it, man. What's on your mind, DeMarco? Yeah, so, you know, we have a lot of people that have this uh, uh, misconception about what it is that Pete Golding really is, right? And I tell people all the time, there's a couple of things that you have to keep in mind. One, uh, to undermine Pete Golding is to undermine Nick Saban is to undermine his judgment and what it takes to call his defense and to be in that position. All of his previous defensive coordinators, for the most part, outside of Kirby, won their championships around the second or third year. And I think if we trust Nick Saban, we trust his assessment and what it is a defensive play caller should do. But what, what this boils down to, what we've seen from our defense, is guys just making mental errors. For four quarters of football, guys making mental errors. We talked about this after the game last week. We have Dylan Moses, who doesn't cover the tight end because the tight end gets jammed up so well by the defensive lineman, defensive end. Uh, I forget who that was there on that play. But he doesn't notice him because he got jammed up so well. And he didn't get a free release, right? And so we talk about Drew Sanders. Last week, he misses the wheel route and gets lost in coverage. Touchdown. So I just kind of wanted to get your opinion on that and, and just to, you know, see what you thought about that. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you very much for uh, calling in again. I think you provide a lot of uh, great dialogue to the show, so continue to call in. I really appreciate it, DeMarco. Um, I think I, I, I get what you're saying. You know, when you kind of look at the defense, um, I mean, yeah, a lot of Pete Golding is a scapegoat for everything, right? Something you stub your toe, you're like Pete Golding. You know, something happens, you're like Pete Golding. Um, and you have to remember, Nick Saban is a defensive minded coach. He coaches a secondary, mm -hmm. and I think it's it's really Nick Saban's defense. People don't probably want to come out and say that, but it's Nick Saban's defense. I mean, he's a defensive-minded coach. So I, I think, like, I'm with you. Like, if he needed to make – if he needed to cut bait with, with Pete Golding, he would have done that after last season. I think he sees, you know, some promise within Golding. I think he's going to try to mentor Pete Golding the best that he can. If you heard Golding, I mean, he, he knows it from an IQ standpoint. Now it's all about the player production. So I think, you know, we'll, we'll get a better assessment as we go forward. I, I don't know, you know, if I want to start calling for Pete Golding or if I agree with people people saying that he needs to get out. I just – I'm not in that camp right now. Um, 
And I think when you look at the schematics, yeah, I mean, Dylan Moses, you know, he hasn't played inside linebacker for quite some time. Remember, he's coming back from that ACL. Um, yep. Yeah, he got caught in that nickel formation where he was out there covering number zero from AM, who did a fantastic job. I mean, he, he probably would have scored against a lot of guys from Alabama anyways. I mean, that was just a good ball. That was a good route. I mean, it was, you know, it was a one-on-one -on -one coverage. So, um, yeah. I, I think overall the defense is, uh, you know, there, there's been some things that I think they need to work on, just like on the offensive side of the ball. But I think so many people are just, they don't find, you know, so many, if they don't find something perfect, they're quick to point to the defense. So I, I think the defense will get there. I think they're going to um, have a good showing against Ole Miss if they can stop the run and be effective, which I think they've done so far. Um, you know, they'll, they'll put Ole Miss away and in, in, in a lot of it too, DeMarco, and I said this earlier on the show. I mean, Alabama's offense, this is like the most mind-blowing stat, only out there for 22 minutes. That's like, that's that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to have that balance between offense and defense. I mean, it's just I tell people, it's the one thing to be a fan, and it's another thing to be a supporter. When you're a fan, I think fans, and I love our fam, I think we disregard a lot of things, and we don't really pay attention to what's happening. It's simple logic. If the offense is scoring quick, that means the defense is out there more plays, longer time, yep. having to defend. Mm -hmm. And the more that happens, the more the yardage racks up. It's just simple logic. And sure. I think when you look at the numbers, you have to understand 24 points in today's SEC would be equivalent to 14, yes, 13 exactly. maybe years ago. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, this is just simple logic. And it just shows that our league has changed. Times have changed. Nick Saban has just adapted. Yep. You know, um, and he has made the adjustments. And Pete Golden, man, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I love Pete Golden, man. I think that young guy is bright. I think he's brilliant. Um, I, I think he's got the energy. He's got these young guys moving fast. I mean, yeah. it's just like a Will Anderson. Will Anderson makes a mistake 100 miles an hour. Sure. But he is flying. Yeah. No, I <laughs> mean, I the, right. The, you're right. I mean, the speed of William Anderson, the speed of Christian Harris. I mean, if you're an Alabama football fan, you're out there looking at those two guys on the defense. I mean, look at William Anderson. He's a freshman. Christian Harris, he's a sophomore. Jordan Battle, he's a sophomore. Malachi Moore, he's a freshman. Um, I mean, all those guys are, are, are young guys, right? And I mean, I think that yeah. shows promise that's that's coming along. And then you got the vets, you got Patrick Sartan. Um, you know, kind of jury still out a little bit on on Daniel Wright. And I know he came back with that big pick six. And I heard he's a ball hawk, like to see a little bit more physicality <laughs> out of him. Um, it was crazy, right? He allowed a 47 yard touchdown, and then he he returned an interception for 47 <laughs> yards. It's like it's crazy. Um, DeMar but Demarco, before I let you go. Um, I have to ask you about uh, the kicking game. I mean, Will Riker has been really mm -hmm. effective early on. Um, he's done a good job right. with PATs. Um, he's hit the field goals, mm -hmm. um, you know, two on the year, two for two. So uh, are you are you happy with what you've seen from Will Riker early on? Yeah, the Achilles heel of our team yeah. the last few years has been no doubt our kicking game. And if it, and, it, and you know, now it's the inverse is actually the punting game, right? We had J.K. Scott a while back. He would boot 50 yards easy every time. But we talk about what Riker, how impressed I am to finally be able to breathe when we have a guy that's going to go out there and do what we need to do. I mean, I, I'm going to tell you like this. Any real Bama fan, if you saw the look in Papanasa's face when he missed that game-winning field goal against Georgia in the, in the championship game a couple years ago, 
he looked like somebody that was scared for his life. Yeah. I mean, if you look in his eyes, he knew. And so, and that was the look that all of our us fans had tenfold, right? But now Will Riker comes in. It is a fresh breeze in T-Town, beautiful T-Town, baby. And I think he'll be just fine. I hope he stays fresh. I saw that they put him on kickoff a couple of times last week. I don't know how much we'll do that because I think he got hurt actually doing the kickoff last year. Um, so I kind of hope that we just keep him um, in the uh, uh, PAT game and field goal game. But real quick, I also wanted to ask you, Coach Saban made a remark about um, – the special teams and everybody getting all these touchbacks with the new rules that they made to the kickoff and that kind of taking away that element of the game. Do you kind of agree with coach on that? Do you see where he's coming from on that? What, what do you think about that? Yeah. So check this out. And I was talking with our producer uh, early on in the show. So I'm going to put up a graphic. Okay. Um, so if you okay. look, if you look closely on the kickoff returns and I'm putting this on the screen right now, first I'll, I'll point out the punter, Sam Johnson for Alabama on the right of your screen, Five punts, 183 yards, uh, the average of 36.6. That's just not going to cut it. That has to improve. I mean, J.K. Scott, I mean, right, I mean, people want to see that type of production. But look at this. For, yes. for the kickoff returns, do you see that? There's nothing. So Alabama hasn't even <laughs> returned a kick yet, right? And who do you want to kick it to? I mean, yeah, I get it. You don't want to kick to Jalen Waddle. You don't want to kick to Devontae Smith. I think that's who they have back there. But um, point is, I think you bring up a good point. You know, I mean, these guys just – you know, they're not going to get their opportunities to, um, you know, return kicks. And um, that's just kind of the game we have right now. So I found that interesting kind of going in that Alabama hasn't returned uh, kickoff yet. But DeMarco, thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate it. Please call again uh, for our post game show uh, whenever this game, you know, happens and whenever this game ends. Hopefully it stays <laughs> on schedule and uh, we can, uh, you know, talk some more football this weekend. I appreciate it, DeMarco. All right, fam. We'll talk soon. All right, now. Keep up the good work. All right. Take it easy. All right. My boy DeMarco out in the ATL. All right. We got uh, Q from New York. Q, what's up, hey, man? Uh, Kyle, how you doing? Good after, Good evening. Man, I've I missed you, Q, man. I, I mean, you're, you're the one carrying us all the way. Blessings on blessings, man. You you got us through 2020 when, I, when the times were tough. And, uh, you know, we needed to gut it out. So thank you very much for joining the show, man. No problem. No problem. Thank you for having me on again. So so tell me, man, I know you like to talk the schematics of the game. Break this secondary down. What have you seen early on? Uh, it's, it's a little. They need to stop forearm tackling and start wrapping up. You know how we were talking peewees. You have to wrap up, make sure you secure the tackle. I mean, Daniel Wright, he's doing a great job in covering. They got to learn how to bring that arm and you bring both arms and wrap up. Um, secondaries, I like the secondary, but, you know, Patrick Sertain, you getting beat like he stole some. I don't know about that. I think they should switch him and Job. I think Job should cover the strong side receivers and um, on that left side and then have Patrick Sertain cover the weak side. He more, I see him in the NFL playing on Sundays on the weak side, mm -hmm. not the strong side. Mm -hmm. Just the way he plays, he gets beat like he stole some. So I'm, <laughs> that's the only thing scary about the secondary is Sertain. He's our superstar, but he's also our scariest corner because his coverage is a little off past two games. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I saw him make a good play on the ball. I, I saw him, you know, he batted down one ball. He was targeted twice in that game, allowed one reception. Um, so I guess, you know, we'll have to get more of a sample size on him and then maybe we can agree to disagree for right now on Sertan. Uh, but what about uh, what about Daniel Wright? Break it down. I mean, Daniel Wright, yeah, like I said, he just has to learn how to wrap up. 
he's great at covering. We know mm-hmm. that his bloodline is from the NFL, but we're when you play for Alabama, it's either you want to cover or you're going to see your ass on the on the sideline. If Demarco Helms will come in, we got a lot of a lot of secondary players that can come in right now and step up for us, play big. So if he's going to play for us in the long run, if we're going to be there in the home stretch, win us a national championship again, um, which I hope we are going to do. Um, he just got to learn how to wrap up and secure the tackle. His interception was amazing, great read. He ran around for the receiver, but he has to learn how to wrap up and make tackles, man. He was playing strong side safety or the free safety. Him in battle, it's like they're switching on and off. One play he's playing strong, one play he's playing free. So whoever's playing that strong safety got to learn how to come downhill and wrap up. I love battles tackle though. You saw when he came down and laid the boom. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, he's yeah, he's he's a boomer. And, and you know, like you know who else got in there uh, last time? I don't I don't know the exact stats. Um, I think it was like twenty nine reps or whatever. Twenty nine snaps was Demarco Hellams, and he's another guy that can lay the boom as well. And I think Alabama. Yeah. I, I like to see Alabama add Hellams just because it's clear that they want to get him some reps as well. And and I think don't sure. forget about Demarco Hellams. I think he's going to be good. Q, what about uh, the interior linebackers? Uh, Dylan Moses, Christian Harris. Uh, we've talked about it. You know, Christian Harris playing like a man on fire. Uh, 14 tackles, uh, 16 total uh, leads the team. What do you think about the linebackers overall? Uh, Christian Harris is, oh, my goodness. Yeah, if yeah. I would have started Christian Harris last season, I would have been like, we don't even need Dylan Moses to go <laughs> to the NFL, you know. But uh, I think God, Dylan Moses came back to mentor him and uh, grow, make him grow up and to be a you know, big-time play that he's going to be. Yeah. Um, we got some linebackers. We got Josh McMillan. We still got Shane Lee. We got Ali Cahill that I really want to see get on get on the field this year and play some ball. We got uh, Jalen Moody. That's the name. I think his name is Jaylen Yeah, yeah, Jalen Moody. Yeah, you got him. Yeah, he, he's too. He's too is a boomer too. So I'm trying to see more of a rotation within the linebacker unit. I know this game we're going to blow out Ole Miss. Thank you for ain't going to have nothing on us. Uh, that's is going to be 21 against all his old assistants. 21 wins against his old assistants. We're not worried about Kiffin. Um, but I hope what I hope for is our interior D-line, too, to come strong. Um, a lot of sacks on the quarterback. Hit the quarterback. Smash mouth football. Bring back that 20, 20, 2016 uh, defense that we had. Um, then we it's all the way, you know, defense wins championships. So that right there is going to win us a championship if that defense is locked up. All right. La- last thing. Last thing before I let you go, Q. Um, it sounds like you're like in downtown New York City right now, but but your connection's much better, which which I love. Um, yes, Q, sir. Q. Last thing that I want to ask you about: um, Christian Barmore got on the field for the first time against Texas A&M. What do you want to see about see out of Christian Barmore uh, in Week Three against Ole Miss? Um, I want to see him take more snaps and play and fire off the ball like I saw him play against um, LSU. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that injury is still lingering with him and that he's getting back slowly. But I, I'm thankful. It's, we're on in the week three. We haven't had major injuries. Um, I think that new um, strength and conditioning yeah. coach that we brought in and Dr. Blue, they're really doing a great job. Sorry, Link. Uh, sorry, Scott Cochran. Um, <laughs> your, your service was needed. It was well rendered, and um, we'll see you. We'll see you in week four, and we play Georgia in week four. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, he's a special, babe. and he's a special Ooh, teams babe. coach. So uh, you know, all eyes on the special teams of Georgia. All right, Q. As you wrap it up, do what you do best, man. Get your blessings out all there, right, man, and we'll know. move on. It's game week. It's game week, baby. It's game week, baby. God bless America. God bless Alabama football. 
God bless Nick Saban. God bless the President of the United States. God bless me, Kyle. God bless you. God bless all the Christmas Town fans. Roll, Town roll. See you week four, Georgia. We coming for you. <laughs> all right. Thank you very much, Q. Catch up with you soon, buddy. Have a good one. All right. That was uh, Q from Brooklyn. Blessings on blessings, right? All right. Next up, we got uh, Demetrius from North Carolina. Hey, what's up, Demetrius? Hey, hey, how you doing, Cal? Doing great, man. Thank you very much for calling in. I hope you had a fantastic day, and uh, thank you for spending some time with us tonight, man. You're on. It's your show. Take it, man. Yeah, I want to reiterate again about uh, the defense, everybody in the uproar. And, hey, I mean, folks going to have to realize, college, I mean, football as a whole, from, from, ele from elementary to high school, college to pros, this train changes. I ain't going to be – unless you just offer God bad, hey, it's going to be points put up on the board. I mean, it's like the perfect storm came through Alabama in the last several years oh, as far as injuries and, you know, you know, athletes leaving early after the junior year to go to the pros instead of, you know, like the last championship. You had the, uh, uh, Sean Hamilton and um, Rashad Evans. They was, they was uh, Rashad Evans was 50 or senior. He stuck around. Mm -hmm. I mean, you we, and we just don't have that right now. Yeah. I mean, we're going to get back, you know, we might. But folks going to have to just calm down on the defense. You know, the offense score real quick. So, I mean, I ain't the smartest person in the world. I ain't the dumbest. <laughs> you know, <laughs> defense going to be on the field more. I mean, I, I, hey, and, you know, it's a good thing we got a, a coach that's willing to change. And, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that Pete Golden is there because, he just didn't jump off the ship like the rest of them. Oh, I, I've been to Alabama and I won't leave sure. like all the rest of them. They use Alabama as a, as a stepping stone for they to progress their career. And he's, and he's sticking around. He, it seems like he's there for Alabama. So yeah, you that's know all what? I have to say. Well, we'll hold on, Demetrius. I, I, I want to kind of elaborate on one point is I think that kind of your ending point, and I agree with you, just as I was talking about with DeMarco, you know, I think we need a, a larger sample size of this season before we can really, you know, talk about Pete Golden because I think it's a different year. I think it's a different game. The offense is so productive. But one of the things you hit on is the fact that, you know, Alabama has so much continuity with their assistant coaches. I mean, look, they only they only had to add one new coach. That was Freddie Roach, right? Um, they got rid of Brian Baker. Um, so so think about all that continuity coming back. I, and I really think that's helped the, the quarterback play as well. I mean, Steve Sarkeesian coming back and, and him and Mac Jones um, having that, you know, relationship to and I think that's been a spillover. So when you look at Pete Golding and now I think he's been here for three seasons, um, you know, Sab Saban knows him and he knows. Uh, Golding and I think you know, like I said earlier, I mean, this is Saban's defense, and he's going to do what's best for the defense. Um, and if that's keeping Golding around, I mean, uh, that that's what he's going to do. I mean, Saban, we've seen him before. Saban, Saban will make changes, and he hasn't made a change yet. Yeah, yeah, you have you. I mean, you have two really. You really you have two sophomores playing inside linebacker because Dylan Moses, even though he had that extra year, he didn't play. And, yeah, and you know, coming off an injury, I've injured myself before. You just I mean, it's always in the back of your mind of getting injured again. Mm -hmm. And it's, 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 I mean, mental, mental stuff, you know, a lot of, I mean, I reflect back on my years playing football in high school, you know, hey, like my coach said, just go, just do what I tell you to and go in the right spot <laughs> and then make the play. Don't try to make, just don't, I mean, this ain't high, I mean, this ain't, they, they ain't in high school more, no more where they can just make a play out of the blue. They, and, you know, it's a it's a mental aspect that uh, Coach Savings talks about all the time. They got to 
they got to execute and um and hey just 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 do your job and you know and and that's all that's all you ask for i mean do your job and then make a play i mean once you do your job you're in position to make a play yeah, so. I, I think you're right. And I, I think when you you look at kind of these younger uh, players for Alabama, I mean, they've been playing so well. I was thinking about this. I mean, kind of the younger players are playing so fast and th that's what you want. You know, they're, they're not thinking too much. Like, for example, William Anderson, I'm sure, you know, he knows the concepts. He he knows everything, but he's playing so fast. He doesn't have to think about too much. He's just that that's how you're supposed to play. That's why he's been so effective. He's just he has, you know, um, he, he's he's looked fantastic through two games. I mean, we knew that. Um, you know, kind of the whispers that were coming out of fall training camp was that he was something else. But I mean, to really see him and how effective he's been the same thing with Christian Harris. And I think, you know, Saban talked about that, you know, uh, Christian Harris kind of, you know, plays a, with a lot more confidence with that Dylan Moses out there. And you're clearly seeing that those guys are doing fantastic. Anything else while we have you on, Demetrius? No, that's that's pretty much it. Okay. Um, Road Tide and y'all, y'all folks, I mean, to all the ones is just pessimistic. Y'all come. I mean. You look at every other team, they putting up a lot of points. They putting up a lot of points also. Yep. So just uh, mean, relax. <laughs> relax and so enjoy the roll ride. Roll tide and y'all have a good one. All right. Take it easy, buddy. Thank you very much, Demetrius. All right. All right. Bye. All right. Next on the line, we got uh, Jarek from New York. He wants to talk about Pete Golding and Mac Jones. Jarek, what's up, buddy? What's going on, Kyle, man? You know, just, uh, just, you know, I just woke up from an app, so if there's, like, anything that, you know, if I talk about the same stuff, just let me know from you know, your previous caller. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. We we talked about Pete Golding, and uh, we've surprisingly, you know, we, the majority, you know, the two callers that we've had talking about Pete Golding have been, you know, fans of Pete Golding and fans of the defense. Um, curious to get your take on uh, kind of these first two weeks from Alabama and we, you know, what, what's there to critique about the offense other than praise, you know, the, the ball placement from Mac Jones, but what's kind of your assessment of, you know, the defense after two games? Um, you, you know, it, it, it's, I would say from, from compared to last year, um, it's a little bit better this year because number one, uh, we got more speed. Um, last year we did not have that advantage at all. This year we're starting to get more speed. Um, we struggled in week one with open field tackling for a little bit in the second half. We cleaned that up uh, a ton, um, even though that, you know, of course, you know, there's some mistakes that are going to be made. So I was happy with the open field tackling. I love the progression there. Um, you know, I do love how we're better in the run game. I love how we're better in the run game. We're a lot stronger in the run game. And maybe that's a testament to, to David Ballou and Matt Rea and the strength and conditioning um, department there, but we're a lot stronger. We're starting to hold our own in the front line compared to what was last year. Where we're getting pushed back to three yards. Um, you know, and it, 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 it was to a point, Kyle, where teams were combo, were, were, were combo, combo blocking us and they weren't even, it, it's like they did it without any difficulty at all. Yeah. And maybe that was because of an experience, maybe because of strength, but this year it's a lot difficult to kind of try to combo block. It's a lot difficult to kind of, really try to control those gaps and really let the run game kind of dictate the pace, which A&M's plan was to run the ball and to kind of, and, and, and to pretty, you know, use those running concepts for that. Of course, um, Kellen DeMond can use that for his advantage. That's how A&M wins most of their games because of the run game. Um, so, you know, compared to last year, I thought that we did a, we did a great start so far. Um, there are areas that we need to clean up such as misalignments, um, you know, but you know, is that because of spring ball or is that because of Pete Golding is not, He's just not that good. 
Um, that's something that we have to kind of be patient with. I know last week I was definitely a little impatient because I kind of missed that old Alabama defense. But, you know, at the same time, it's kind of like you look at, you know, 2013 and 2014. We struggled a little bit on defense. We struggled with getting to the passer. It took us two years before we can finally get those that valuable experience and really have that potential like Tim Williams, Ryan Anderson. Those guys were juniors and, uh, and, 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 and uh, fourth and fifth year seniors by the time those guys actually flourished. So maybe we have to be more patient. Maybe this, maybe this year the defense is not going to be as good as those previous years. Um, but one thing I would love to see is that, you know, as far, you know, if we're going to be running cover one or cover zero and, and use a bunch of man-to-man coverage concepts, I would love to see us clean up on those mistakes, get that communication going. I would say that's my big problem. I think the rest of it is more patient. It's more that we just, just, just got to be a little more patient with. Do you think that Sertan and Job are capable to be effective cover one corners when called on. And, and especially, I mean, now you got another freshman out there by the name of Malachi Moore who, you know, got targeted. Yeah. I think it was like 13 times or something like that by Texas A&M. Well, Job, Job had a lot of potential. They both have extremely, they, they both had the potential. One thing I would say about Patrick, if you look at his film, he struggled, he has struggled against bigger, stronger, more physical receivers. He struggled against those types. And again, maybe it's not his fault of his own, but you look at Seth Williams, you look at um, C.D. Lamb from the Sugar Bowl, you look at Justin Jefferson, you look at Jamar Chase, you look at some of the bigger, stronger receivers, he's, he's struggled with them. And I think that's kind of been Alabama's Achilles heel over the last two to three mm-hmm. years is that our secondary, even though that we're huge, I mean, our, our average height is like 6'1", but we've struggled with stronger, with bigger, stronger receivers that know how to not let the corners jam you. Um, that knows how, you know, if they press, it's over. It's a free release for me. And, you know, so that's one thing that we have to kind of fix. That's one thing we got to get stronger with. I think they both have the potential to do that. Even Trayvon Diggs, who was a second-round pick last year, you can make an argument his stock kind of went down because people were kind of questioning his physicality, especially if you're going to be a man-to-man coverage corner and you're getting dominated by Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson and, some of the, and Seth Williams and some of the bigger, strong receivers. You got to have, you got to learn how to jam. You got to learn how to te- turn your hips more effectively. That's one thing I think Pat is definitely better than, than Trayvon is the fact that he can turn his hips and has better instincts. Not as physical though, compared to some of the other corners that we did in the past. You know, it's funny. Um, you know, I, Jared can break it down. So can Q and both these guys are from Brooklyn and, uh, you know, we have a uh, honeycut here, uh, who's on the show and he's like, it's so weird hearing all these breakdowns from New York about Alabama football, Alabama football it, you know, goes far and wide. It's a national brand. You know, we've had uh, people from New Zealand, you know, come and, you know, so other parts of the globe. And that, I mean, that's just Alabama football. It's just not oh. Alabama, oh, right? Oh. I mean, you guys go hard Kyle, for, for Alabama football all across the country. Kyle, there's a side in our, um, in the city of Buffalo, there's a side it's on the west side, Bama Nation. On the west side, which is normally, it's more, yeah. it's more Hispanic, more African-American yeah. type of side. Uh-huh. It's nothing but Bama fans. <laughs> in the suburbs where I live at in Tondawanda, nothing but LSU fans. Yeah, it's crazy because yeah. this this is Buff this is the Buffalo this is Buffalo Bills home, mm-hmm. but it's also it's like it's New York it's SEC land everywhere. Yeah, so yeah. you know, yeah, Bama Nation's taking <laughs> over, man. We're all over the place. Yeah, hey, uh, Jarek, I hate to do this. Um, you know, it's it's all about Ole Miss. It's all about Bama, but I mean. It's hard not to look kind of one game further at the Alabama-Georgia game. You've seen Georgia. You watch oh, Georgia yeah. and Auburn. Does Georgia have the offense? Uh, their defense is good. Do they have the offense to beat 
order at least keep up with Alabama? Well, you know, I'm glad you asked that because I, this is, this is going to depend on two things. If Alabama can stone the run game for Ole Miss, if they can dominate the line of scrimmage, if they can get better as far as dominating the line of scrimmage, Georgia, Georgia's offense has no shot. They have no shot because guess what? Because they predicate their bases off the run. They dominate by, try, by trying to control the line of scrimmage and run football. Um, you look at the SEC championship game for 2018. What happened in the first half? They dominated the run game. It set them up for play action, tied at our defense. What happened in the national championship game? They set up the run game, came off of play action a lot with um, Jake Fromm. But then it's funny because we made those adjustments in the second half, stoned them in the run game. Yeah. They couldn't do anything. Stenson Bennett isn't a, you know, Stenson Bennett, I think, could be a game magic quarterback. Same like with yeah. Jake Fromm and Aaron yep. Murray. Yep. But he's nothing. He's not no Justin Fields. He can't use his mobility Correct. in the run game as well. So if we can, so if, if this Bama defensive line, if they can't let Georgia's offensive line, which is a physical offensive line, but they're not better than Tennessee's, Tennessee's offensive line is, is better than Georgia's yeah, offensive they're, line. They're, really they're bigger yeah. and stronger there in that, in that particular area. So uh, if we can dictate the offensive line for Georgia, they have no shot of beating us. Yeah. No, I uh, I just wanted to ask you that just because, you know, kind of when you look at uh, Georgia, I mean, that game's on everybody's mind, even though, you know, the, this one is, oh, yeah. is the most important one is the one in front of you. But, you know, in this particular case, when you have Georgia, Alabama and kind of, you know, the history that these two programs have had over the last couple of years, it's hard not to think about that one. Um, anything else, Jarek, why we got you on the line, man? Um, I, I will say, you know, you know, looking for, I can understand if it's a lot more people with overlooking Ole Miss, even though I think that we shouldn't, because Ole Miss receivers are mm -hmm. very dangerous and they have the offensive, um, they have the offensive personnel, at least in the skill positions. They're mm -hmm. elite. Matter of fact, you can make an argument that they're better than Georgia's. So it's a good test for us going into the, going into that Georgia game. Yes. And, and like I said, again, if we can just dictate the, if we can just dictate the offensive line, if our, if our run defense can, can hold up, I, we'll, we'll, we'll be fine in those particular aspects. And our offense of line, you know, I'm not worried about the run game, Kyle. Not worried about the run game at all because look at last year. We had a slow start last year. That was mm -hmm. the criticism last year was why isn't the offensive line really dominating? You know, it's more of a chemistry thing. I, I think it's just more of a chemistry thing. I don't think it's more physicality. I feel like it's more chemistry. And, you know, I think we'll, we will get that together, I think, during the Georgia game. I think the Georgia game is where we're going to use Najee Harris. He'll be explosive. And I think that's another thing, too. He's been limited with his carries. Yeah. Right? I know he's averaging like three, four, seven yards of carries. He's been limited with his carries. We just got to get we got to this offensive line more time. It's still the best offensive line with Tennessee, I believe, in the nation. Yeah. And uh, I think Alabama will be fine in the next two weeks. Yep. No, I agree, man. I'm glad you called in, Jarek. It's always good to rap with you. You always bring such great dialogue. I mean, we all are callers tonight. I mean, right spot on. So um, from DeMarco, Demetrius, uh, you know, Q, and of course, Jarek, you know, thank you very much for calling in. I appreciate it, Jarek. Uh, let's call in for uh, the post-game show if you're around, man. And of course, you know, we'll catch up with you next time. Oh, for sure. For sure, man. I, I know those. Uh, I know you're uh, Bill's Mafia, man. They're they're certainly on the rise, man. So uh, I know they got the Niners down on the schedule. So, but for now, I'm happy that they're doing well for you. Oh, yeah. We might not even play this week, Kyle. We, we might not even play because of Tennessee and, and, and them yeah, yeah. holding, you know, private practices and breaking NFL protocol. So, sure. you know, it, it, I don't know. It, it, you know, this is kind of things a mess. But, you know, like I said, I am looking forward towards that four out of day. Yep, definitely. All right. Cool, Jack. We'll catch up with you next time, buddy. All right. You too, man. All right. My good buddy, uh, Jared from New York. Appreciate it. All right. All right, fam. Uh, we're about at the hour. Um, thank you very much for uh, 
everybody who is um, joined in with uh, us tonight. Appreciate it. Um, hit the thumbs up. Subscribe. You can catch all the coverage back at BatmanInsider.com. I had fun tonight. I always have fun uh, catching up with my fans right here on BatmanInsider.com. I mean, you guys are my family. Um, you guys are a big part of the show and, uh, you know, get all dressed up for you guys every single Wednesday night so we can talk Alabama Crimson Tide football. Got the tailgate show coming your way on Friday night with Mick Gillespie and uh, we'll continue to break down Alabama and Ole Miss. You can follow our, all our coverage back at BamaInsider.com. The free promo code is simply Roll Tide at checkout. Uh, my name is Kyle Henderson. Email is Kyle at BamaInsider.com if you're curious to uh, get any type of, uh, you know, the subscription or, you know, just uh, have a question in general, hit me up, Kyle at BamaInsider.com. Follow me at Rob um, underscore Kyle on Twitter and I'm um, always here to make sure that you guys have um, you know great content when it comes to Alabama Crimson Tide football Andrew Bone kills it on recruiting Tony Scholes and Tyler Waldrop they do our team stuff um, I kind of wear a bunch of hats and I uh, love being here to talk Alabama Crimson Tide football with you from beautiful Tuscaloosa Alabama my name is Kyle Henderson thank you very much for all the super chats thank you very much for joining us we'll catch you soon next time and catch up with me all the time at BamaInsider.com have a good night, fam. Be good people. We'll catch up with you soon. Thank you.